0: The idea that finding the right person will solve all your problems dies hard in the minds of traumatized people. And if you were abused or neglected as a kid, it can be hard in adulthood to resist the lure, the idea that a relationship, any relationship is a solution to the feeling that you're unlovable or alone or lost about what you want in life. And this vagueness, it's like a barn door that gets left open. And what gets in is other people's agenda for you. So how can you get your life back and know what you want? My letter today is from a woman I'll call Megan, and she writes, Hi, Anna. I'm 23 years old and have been married for almost three years. Oh, that's young. I've got my fairy pencil. I'm going to circle things that I want to come back to on a second reading, and then I will come back through and we'll talk about what Megan said. But let's let's see what's going on. She says, I come from a very religious family, and my upbringing involved periods of separation from my parents due to work. During the time spent with them, I experienced frequent episodes of violence from my father. Although I appreciate him, his violent tendencies, often stemming from paranoia and personal frustration, led to verbal and physical aggression. My mother tried to protect me, but these situations often spiraled into blaming me for the fights. At 15, I entered a relationship that my parents approved of and we got married at 20 due to family pressure. Despite initial happiness, I discovered my husband's immaturity, spending excessive time on computer games, smoking, and neglecting household responsibilities. Feeling unhappy, I went on a six-month student exchange abroad where I met a man 10 years older. Despite informing him about my long-term relationship, keeping my, that fact that it was a marriage secret, he pursued me, and we entered a situationship. He had all the qualities I wanted and I found him very mature, but he also informed me that he has many women and it's hard for him to commit to a relationship. I developed deep feelings for him and wanted to show him my capacity to love even though I knew he was seeing other women and not willing to commit to me. I kept the connection, hoping he would see my value and decide to have a relationship with me. (sighs) Okay. Upon returning home, I found my husband in a worse state. Despite the challenges, I decided not to end the relationship immediately as my husband was depressed and needed support. And meanwhile, I maintained contact with the man from abroad for a year and a half, leading a double life. During this time, I had obsessive thoughts about how I could make him commit to me from a distance and show him that I'm a great person. I became really anxious and depressed whenever he took a few days to answer my texts. Recently my husband discovered the affair causing further emotional distress. He texted the other guy telling him about our marriage and indirectly insulting him. Obviously, indirectly. Hmm. Obviously, the older man decided to cut contact with me and that's how my hope for a fairy tale relationship with him got cut off and reality slapped me in the face leaving me ashamed of myself and guilty for my lies like I can't trust myself. Feeling lost and guilty, I can't concentrate on my studies or goals. My husband suggests giving our marriage another chance, but I no longer feel any attraction, even though he's a good-looking person, patient, and understanding of my struggles. He has many qualities, but I can't have romantic feelings toward him anymore. He is a safe space for me, and I can't truly be myself around him. I'm torn between leaving and staying to repair the relationship. I fear being alone, labeled damaged, and facing family judgment. I need your advice. Should I end the relationship, take time to heal and discover myself, or should I try to fix the current relationship? I'm confused about who I am and what I want, but I know I want to stop hurting people and be a better person. I'm sorry for everything I've done. Watching your videos, I discovered that I have many symptoms of CPTSD and emotional codependency. Very often, I feel confused, lack trust in my discernment abilities, and experience a sense of loneliness and misunderstanding. I fear myself and life in general. I think I'm a really bad person and I regret everything I did. I really hope you can help me. And that is from Megan. Okay, Megan, yeah, I think I can help. I'm sorry for all that you've gone through and all that now you're putting your husband through. It's really sad. But you know what? I think one of the the big factor here that is setting this apart at a level of terribleness is the fact that you got married at 20 and you guys are not really in a marriage. You correctly identified your husband as somebody who's emotionally mature, but that is logical for his age. Occasionally somebody in their very early 20s would know how to be a mature adult and uh, you know <laughs> do all the household chores and be productive all the time. But You know, adolescence lasts a while. And what I'm reading here is that you guys are both still in adolescence. That's not uncommon. It doesn't mean you're terrible people. And especially because of the abuse that you grew up with, of course it's going to take some time for you to get your sea legs. So rushing in and moving in with a boyfriend would be something that somebody would do in their late teens, especially with CPTSD. And also trying to make a relationship with somebody and hiding who they really were and what they really wanted and trying to fit themselves to somebody who didn't really value them for anything but sex is also something people might experience in their early 20s. And, you know, this stuff can all be something you learn from and take seriously and don't do again. It's sad. Uh, You know, what I hear is that your husband is your friend. It sounds like he's your best friend. You care enough about him because he's struggling right now. And you bet he's struggling because he's also it just sounds like your parents all pushed you into this lie. Was it to to make it okay that you were having sex, maybe? I know that's a traditional thing to do. And I think there's a lot to be said toward waiting and taking sex very seriously and having commitment around it. I do think that's important. But you can't manufacture commitment just because people are having sex. And it turns out like this, where people end up having to, you know, their problems come to the surface anyway. And at least you don't have kids yet. So what I'm hearing here you know, we can talk about, about your husband, but Megan, let's talk about you. Cause you're asking about you. I just see a lot of points here where your emotional maturity is not at a point where you're really aware of how your behavior affects somebody else. What you're seeking here f- from this, you know, in a way, somebody who's completely emotionally unavailable, who's just going to have sex with you as well as a lot of other people, that's kind of safe if you want to avoid any kind of intimacy. And that's a, you know, <laughs> I recommend that you right now cut off all contact with this person and start to get very serious about severing ties. Luckily, he's not contacting you right now. But this sort of man is, you know, or woman, this is not just like a man thing, but people who like to use other people for sex, he has been honest with you. That doesn't make it okay. The thing where you said you told him you had a long term commitment, but you wouldn't say you were married. I think that's a sign that you're not married. You're actually, you know, you you had to do this uh, thing that people do that we do. We get married, but you never really made that commitment. It's not happening. You're not expressing it. And just as a much person, much older than you, who's had a chance to work out all this stuff through the hard way and then. To be married now, it's it's a really different thing, you know, that you're married, the time that you're most married is when you're the most fed up with being married, the way you, you hang in there and you stay with it. I'm hearing that you have a lot of longing, you have a lot of uh, willingness to divide yourself I'm also hearing a lot of trauma driven thinking where you thought that somebody who doesn't want to be with you and just says, listen, I I see a lot of women, you're like, you're going to make them love you. Can I just tell you, like, I'm friends with your future self and it won't ever work that way. You can't make people love you. And the one way that you can guarantee that your life will be without love is getting mixed up with people like that. Because right now, now it's ruined your marriage you're not going to get love from him and all your emotional energy is pouring into this dead end here instead of either your two possible options are salvaging your marriage that's possible i'm not sure it'll work or being alone for a while and trying again later when you have more experience being yourself and making your own decisions pressuring people to get married results in very bad things getting married is a very serious decision that can only be made by people who are free to make the decision, meaning they're mature enough, (laughs) they are um, willing, it is what they want, and there's no undermining pressure that makes them have to make this choice even though it's not what they want. So you, you got robbed of that free choice. You can undo this. Divorce is not fun. No breakups are fun. But what you said is, you know, you feel guilty for lying. You can straighten this out. But that the apology for lying doesn't necessarily mean you stay. The apology for lying is an apology for lying. Um, You said that he's a safe space. You can truly be yourself around him. That's a friend. That's a good friend. But the thing is, when you've betrayed somebody like this that friendship might be uh, irrevocably damaged, even though he's trying to keep it right now, which is what a lot of us do when it's scary, you know, about being single after being together for a long time. And so you're like, I fear being alone. I fear being labeled damaged. You're not damaged. People who get divorced at 23 are not damaged. They're, they might just be coming to their senses and facing family judgment yeah it sounds like you're going to get family judgment no matter what you do so why don't we set that aside because you are a grown woman and you make your own decisions and only your own decisions are going to hold for you are going to make you happy and result in you with the capacity to give real love to another person Uh, i would like you to think more about your husband's feelings that's what i'm going to suggest you're thinking about you being alone and damaged and facing family judgment he's going to go through that too and he didn't ask for it And so, you know, as you think about what to do, I would really put on the table, how can you consider his feelings? I think you might end up having to have a separation for some time, like not friends, not hanging out for discernment. I don't know. What I would recommend for the two of you is that you go to couples counseling. You're young. That may be very expensive for you to do, but you guys deserve a chance to talk honestly about what happened so that you can get some clarity with both people in the room. Like right now, I'm just talking to you. I don't have his side of the story. And um, because of somebody who's been a friend of yours since you were 15 is a very precious thing. It's a big thing to throw it away. But when you say you're not going to have romantic feelings or be attracted to him ever again, I think it's not a marriage. I think it's not. And you want to stop hurting people and you want to be a better person. So when you do that, it's probably going to involve some self-sacrifice. You will have to be alone for a while. And I encourage you, do not go rushing into another relationship and don't use this fake guy on the thing you went on you know don't use that as your fantasy escape from this it's not going to give you what you want what you need is you you need sovereignty over yourself you need to become whole and to know your own mind and to be able to start making choices about who gets into your life based on does it harmonize with you being the best person you can be thank you so much for listening if you love my content